Y'all ready? Well, let's go. Let's get it. Man, Clay Thompson is coming back and so is Kyrie. Westbrook's comments make the news again and the Houston Rockets have a couple of problems. I'm Rosa Panta. This is the Clinic All-NBA Podcast. I have the three hooligans with me. JJ, how you living, my friend? Feeling good. Feeling great. 2022. Ah, yeah. John, how you living, my friend? Feeling good, man. New year. Let's get it. And Sammy, how you living? Living good in that new year, my friend. Living good. Man, everyone's feeling good. And, you know, after this weekend, we have a few players who are also feeling good. We have some weekend winners. John, who is your first weekend winner? Jalen Brown. And I don't know how I got stuck with the Celtic topic, but I'm going to roll with it as a Lakers fan. (laughs) So he dropped a nickel, 50, with 11 rebounds and 4 assists. 24 in the fourth quarter, and he led his Celtics to a win against the Magic. Granted, it was against the Magic, but impressive nonetheless. And Jalen Brown is still considered, to me, one of the most underrated players in the league. So big ups to him for dropping that 50 spot. Yeah, absolutely. And JJ, who's our second weekend winner? My winner is Otto Porter Jr. The Warriors beat the Jazz without their heart and soul of the team in Draymond Green. The Jazz tried to play box one on Curry. And Otto Porter came through with 20 points and 7 rebounds. But the most impressive stat, 8 assists. This guy was almost out of the league. Signed onto the Warriors with a minimum contract. Now he's playing out of that contract and potentially getting a pay upgrade for next this season. This ball. Big up to Otto Porter Jr. Man, big ups to Otto Porter, um, a.k.a. Lionel Richie Jr. Nuts! Anyway... Sammy, who is our third weekend winner? I'm going to play Homer here for a minute and go with the Clippers, specifically Eric Bledsoe. On New Year's Day, without Paul George, without Zubok, without Kennard, without Marcus Morris and Brandon Boston, Eric Bledsoe took the Clippers into Brooklyn, led a Mm. double-digit rally in the fourth quarter, and beat the Nets. And had Durant coming out and saying that we came out with a bad attitude and thought we were just going to walk into a win. So, got to give credit where it's due. Bledsoe's had a rough year, but great signature victory for him so far in his second go-around as a Clipper. I mean, you didn't expect that, Sammy? You didn't expect how, expect him to take down the mighty Nets? In hindsight, of course I did, but before the game, hell no. <laughs> I've been a huge mistake. <laughs> anyway, my hell weekend no. winner has to be DeMar DeRozan. Man, this guy is such a surprise on this Chicago Bulls team. You could have, like before he was even signed, people thought that he might be the worst addition to this team. They're ignorant. And he hits two game winners, two game winners back to back, one against the Pacers, the second one against uh, the Washington Wizards. Absolutely amazing. I'm gonna get going to our first topic here. Clay Thompson is set to make a return on Sunday versus the Cleveland Cavaliers. Everyone is excited to have him back. Draymond, Steve Kerr has comments on him. They have like videos of him during warmups shooting like 24 straight threes and all of them going in. What do you guys think of Clay coming back? I'll provide some background for our listeners. On Thursday, the Nuggets game actually got canceled and the Warriors were pretty upset. And Draymond actually tweeted about it saying that they made all these 
rules and guidelines to avoid this from happening. But them by canceling the game provided a blessing in disguise. And they actually ran a scrimmage with the starters, which is unheard of mid-season. And Clay, according to Mr. Curry himself, stated that Clay shot 17 shots, making 50% of them. And Wiggins, after the game on Saturday, said, when you play with Clay, he doesn't even need to dribble to make a difference on the court. Just makes you think once he returns what the Warriors could do against their competition. I, well, I gotta say, as an NBA fan, it's gonna be pretty, pretty sweet to have the second Splash Brother back alongside Steph, Chef Curry. And my initial thought, and all logic to me says that it's going to come along slow. That Clay is going to take some time. He hasn't played basketball in two years. His defense is probably going to suffer the most because shooting is always going to be there. So I think they're going to have to bring him along slowly. And they're going to struggle a little bit, is my, my thought. Party I'm not just saying that as a Laker fan. That's what I really think. But again, this is what, this is what logic says. But I also thought that the Warriors were going to be bad this year, and they are first in the league. So <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Clay comes back seamlessly. They mesh together, and they just go on this crazy tear, because that's also possible. I wouldn't put it past it. So for me, it's all in all, it's a win just because Clay is so likable, not only as a basketball player, but as a person. And I think he's going to, and I hope, he gets back to what he was, or at least close to it. I don't think it's going to take quite as long for him to integrate as we're all thinking offensively. Defensively, I'm 100% on board with uh, what John said that it's just it's not going to come along because lateral movement really needs to be good on the perimeter. And you got to figure it's going to take him time to get back to where he was at with two major injuries like that. But offensively, I don't know if there's a better player for having that long a layoff to more easily integrate because he doesn't need the ball. He doesn't dribble much. He, he just works around his cuts. So there obviously there's going to be an integration period. Who knows how long it's going to be. But I think he'll slide back in on offense a little bit faster than most people are probably expecting. And I'm definitely looking forward to it. Also, probably helps that I'm a fan of a team where I'm not expecting a title this year. So I can just enjoy the beauty of the game and not worry about the fact that hey, hey, hey. the Warriors are back to being the Warriors. Yeah, I, I'm completely agreeing with you, Sammy. I think that his addition to the roster is going to be seamless on offense just because, like, just imagining another player besides Steph Curry that can work off the ball. And, man, if you think about the best players in the league that work off ball, Steph definitely is number one. And you can make a case with Clay completely healthy, fully healthy, he might be number two. Offensively, I can't think of a better number two. Can you guys? Off the ball. Off the ball. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. It's it's. <laughs> <laughs> and, He's kidding, listeners. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And just adding another person like that in Steve Kerr's system, it's really exciting. It's going to be super special when Klay Thompson hits the court. It's crazy to imagine that Klay hasn't even played a single game in the new Chase Arena. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Absolutely crazy. 
I'm going to go through a game with you guys. Klay Thompson's first 10 games back. What do you think the Warriors record is? Six and four. I'm going to say six and four is exactly what I was going to say, too. Ooh. We got six and four for for John and, and Sammy. I'm going to go JJ. 10 and no. I'm going to go super <laughs> homer right now. <laughs> I love it. I'm with JJ. I'm with JJ on this one. I'm going 10 and no. You know, RJ, put it in the books. Hold us accountable there. Very quickly. Kyrie Irving is also making a return. Okay. I want to know from you guys, what's Kyrie Irving's, I guess, role, what's your prediction for his first game back? What's going to happen on that first game? I'm going to call out some people here. I'm going to start with JJ. First game back, I bet you the first possession, I'm going to call Durant, top of the key, receives the ball, gives it back to Kyrie, and then Kyrie's going to size up whoever's going to guard him, and he's going to put it to work. And then he's going to turn it over. You heard it here first, listeners. <laughs> That's JJ's prediction. I'm going to go next with John. Man, I think he's going to try hard and push himself a little too much where he's forcing things. And you'll see a lot of turnovers. I think you're not going to you're not going to see a lot of made shots just because he hasn't played in-game live competitive basketball in a while but i think he'll settle in and he'll come to the tune of 16 points seven assists shooting 38 percent from the field and 95 percent from the free throw line Pretty. i like it man sammy well let me start by saying if john gets that precise prediction down i'm going to get the lottery numbers from you later because that was like Ooh, down to the percentage so I'm very curious if that works out. I'll be I'll be hitting you up later. Yeah, I hope so. I yeah, hope so. Too. Thank you. Um, I do agree. It's gonna. He's probably gonna force things. I think the other thing to remember too is that the Nets have actually lost three in a row. So mm-hmm. he. I don't know if he's gonna want to come in and be the hero necessarily. He might, but I think he's gonna struggle shooting from the field. Like I, I could see something along the lines of three for nine, three for ten, something like that maybe forcing things a bit. I don't think they'll play him more than 20 minutes. So what'll be interesting to see is, is he trying to attack every time he has the ball, if his minutes are limited? Yeah. Or right. is he gonna try to flow with the offense? Baby, baby. So I think Indiana's a good opponent in that way because Indiana's decimated by the protocols and they're not that great anyway. So they, they hopefully should be able to win this game as it is. But I think that's what we're going to see. I think it's going to take Kyrie a lot longer to integrate back than it will Clay, for this exact reason, because Kyrie needs the ball, whereas Clay does not. Yeah, absolutely. This is this is my prediction. I think Kyrie Irving is going to go to work. He's going to break a couple ankles, at least two, at least two ankles. I think that he's going to score 40 points in this game. It's going to be a super highly offensive wow. game. Also, on the other side, though. Lance Stevenson's gonna score like 50 points as well because Brooklyn doesn't play defense. Let's be real. <laughs> when those three are on the floor, Brooklyn does not play defense. Lance Stevenson, 50 points. That's what I'm going with. For our next topic here, we have Houston. Houston, we have a couple of problems. Kevin Porter Jr. and Christian Wood are both getting suspension. KPJ left the game before it ended. <laughs> 
He had a verbal altercation with an assistant. With an assistant, some reporters say that he threw an object and left. And Christian Wood, apparently, he broke a team rule. There were some reports whether or not, like, whether or not he refused to come back into the game the second half. He played the first half. He did not play the second half. This Houston team was interesting at one point, and now they're interesting again for a bad reason here. What do you guys think of this? I'm gonna. I'm looking at Sammy, and I know he wants to say something about a current event, so I'm going to let him talk first. <laughs> Sammy, take it away. I was very amused that he left at halftime and apparently provided some inspiration in New York the following day on Sunday for another <laughs> fine gentleman to take off his football jersey in this case, his gear, chuck it into the crowd, and then promptly apparently drive straight to the Nets game the next day. It's not so, a I see what you did there. Say his name. I see what you did there. Say his name, Kevin Sammy. Porter, Antonio Brown, brothers apparently in leaving games early um i think houston overall is a mess right now and wood is very talented but clearly this is not the first time his effort has been questioned porter dropped in his draft because of attitude questions these guys are so talented that i hope that this doesn't persist throughout their careers but this can be the problem with building trying to build a winner and tanking continually i mean this guy questioned a lot about the sixers back when they were trusting the process. They also had some guys who could not function in that environment. Seems like it might be doing the same thing in Houston a little bit. Great point. Does anyone else have anything else Mike to say about crickets, the, the Rockets? Crickets, crickets. So with Kevin Porter... Everybody here wanted to <laughs> talk about Antonio Brown. <laughs> we, we're mad that Sammy stole thunder. Sorry, JJ, so go ahead. So Kevin Porter Jr. actually had issues at USC. They suspended him with one, for one game, and their athletic director, as well, as well as the coaching staff, straight up told the press that they weren't sure if there was a future with USC's basketball program. You lose! Fast forward with the Cavs, had an issue with locker room placement, and he actually threw something to another assistant coach and GM, which prompted them for a trade for a couple of second rounders. And he is really talented. And giving up second rounders, there's really no value in that, right? Fast forward right. with the Rocket situation where you leave in the middle of the game after a verbal altercation with your assistant coach, whom James Harden wanted to be the coach of the Rockets. So, we don't know much of the story other than Kevin Porter Jr.'s resume and track record doesn't really put him in a positive light. And in terms of Christian Wood, like Sammy was saying, ooh, when your effort is always being questioned and there are reports now that they actually had to delay shoot around because he's always late to practice and team meetings, it's not a good look and I could kind of see Rockets looking for a trade with Christian Wood because his name was even popping up before the incident over the weekend. So Houston has multiple problems. Lack of vet leadership is showing and that's why sometimes you play you pay vets. I don't know what John Wall's doing. 
<laughs> right. That's exactly what I was about to say. Yeah. Would he actually help them right now just from yeah. that perspective? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, yeah, that's I, a good, I think that's he a good might. Point. And, you know, Steve, uh, like, how much to blame do we put on Steven Silas for, for both Kevin Porter's reaction and Christian Wood's reactions? I mean, he's the assistant coach. He has authority over these players. So unless he says something, and correct me if I'm wrong, unless he says something obscene or insulting or out of line, I don't think there's a reason for Kevin Porter Jr. or Christian Wood to act the way they did. Granted, Kevin Porter Jr. is 21 years old, right? He's still a kid. Yeah. And that's not excusing his behavior, Mm -hmm. but it makes more sense for him to act the way he did than Christian Wood, who's 26 years old. He's kind of already a kind of, you know, grown up, and to act that way is kind of is childish, and it, it always amazes me that players or NBA players they act this way not knowing the the consequences that this has moving forward because the perception of of them now is that they are uncooperative, they're not team players, they don't listen to their coaches, and it's going to affect not only their the, the their want or you know teams that may want them in the future but also their their wallets so uh, i don't know to me it's just maybe that's you know we're a certain age all three of us or four of us and we look at it as we wouldn't do that but these guys are young and and hopefully they learn from it at least yeah i hope they learn from it too because i actually enjoy watching some of the houston rockets and kevin porter jr is definitely one of the players that i enjoy watching on that team so I hope he gets right. Um, I guess we'll just have we'll just have to wait and see how this sort of progresses. Hold up, hockey fans! DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brainer offer that'll make you a winner once any shot gets past the goalie. New customers can bet just one dollar on any NHL game and win a hundred dollars in free bets if either team scores a goal. The NHL got rid of its ties in 2005 so you know someone's gonna light the lamp. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use promo code TBPN, throw down $1 on any NHL game, and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only, minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required, one per customer, restriction supply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, game on! For our next topic, Russell Westbrook. His comments are making the news again. Um, he's basically denying that his game is predicated on making shots After the win over the Timberwolves, he stated, I'm allowed to miss shots. I'm allowed to turn the ball over too. (laughs) He turned the ball over nine times, totaling 181. The most turnovers in the league. (sighs) So, of course, there was some backlash on Reddit, Twitter, etc. What do you guys think of Russell Westbrook's comments? John. (laughs) <laughs> you know, Brody, you're, I've been trying to defend you for the past couple episodes, and I, I'll still defend you, but you're making it really hard, my man. Excuse I, me. Yes, you are allowed to miss shots. You're not perfect. Yes, you are allowed to commit turnovers because you are the point guard and you are a primary ball handler. But nine turnovers is a lot, and shooting four for 15 in a game 
knowing not knowing that you're shooting poorly is also inexcusable in my opinion because you're getting paid $45 million, dude. You're not getting paid $800,000 a year. You're not getting paid three, four, five million million, $5 million a year. And so you're going to get the criticism. You're in the spotlight. You are considered a star, a superstar at that, and in the 75th anniversary team. So excuse us for criticizing you when you have all the accolades, you have all of the this endearment, you're expected to play well, and you're in the biggest one of the biggest markets in the league so i i can't get behind what you're what you're saying man you just you got to have some accountability and and learn from it yeah i'm gonna agree what do you guys think i'll just say this watching that game i thought he turned it over 181 times in that game so only nine is <laughs> makes me a little bit happier for him um nine in the first quarter <laughs> typo nice. uh you know what I want to know then? If he's saying that his game is not predicated on making shots, then serious question: What is the, what is his game predicated on? Like, yeah, I'm, or why why is he shooting like fifteen to twenty yeah, times a game? And and that's the thing: it's he's such a he is a dynamic player. I, I think none of us will question that. None of us will question his effort. But just based on the fact that he has never adjusted based on clear weaknesses where teams including the lakers when they play were playing against him in the bubble would back 15 20 feet off to let him shoot mm -hmm. the fact that he's never adjusted just it just seems like if his basketball iq was just a little bit higher as good as he's been to make that nba 75 group how much better would he even be there is no bathroom he understood my my outside jumper is just not there it's not what is the best part of my game how do i work around that i think he would have even been better and so it's not even that he's in he's never adjusted he's in full-on denial about it and justifying it so you know there's no chance i mean he's 14 seasons in he's not going to change but this just kind of amplifies it to me yeah, to add on to what all of you have been saying about Westbrook, we never question his effort and his high energy. It's his decision-making. And it's not only the decision-making in the games throughout the four quarters, it's in the fourth quarter within the last minute or two, which really hurts the team. Whether it's a drive to the basket and there are four people guarding him and they know that he's not gonna pass, and he has a brick shot. You lose. Or it's a turnover to uh, an outlet pass where there are three people in his passing lanes. So it's not his turnovers, it's when they happen or his missed shots, it's when it happens. That's the criticism. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna agree. I think for me, Having Russell Westbrook is definitely a double-edged sword. I think there are times where he can make the players around him greater. I think he's a total, like, just, just bolt of energy when he's in your lineup. And sometimes just that alone can help. But the negative part is that he's an irrational confidence guy right now. Like, he's not an all-star player. He's a dude that still thinks he's an all-star player, but he doesn't play like that anymore. So, man, these comments are a little concerning, but I think as 
time progresses, the more and more, the closer and closer LeBron gets to playoffs, I think the more and more LeBron is going to be irritated about these shots and tell him not to shoot, maybe? I don't know, but I still think there's hope for this team, for this Lakers team. I, Man, they've played only like, I want to say a few games, right? What did I say last pod? They only played like 15 games together, maybe tops? I think so. Yeah. That's not very much. Them being LeBron, Westbrook, and AD all together. So we'll just have to see what happens there. I'm going to go very quickly on this one. I'm going to give one dub or dud for you guys. So you guys have to tell me whether or not this story is a dub or a dud. Malik Monk is inspired by Swaggy P. Apparently when he was 17, he heard Nick Young say that his tattoos on his left arm are... That he has tattoos on his left arm, but his right arm is strictly for buckets. And Monk actually did the same thing. John, double dub. Boy, have you lost your <laughs> mind? Cause I'll help you find it. Is that a is this a trick question or is this <laughs> definitely a dud for a couple of reasons? One, that's a such a ridiculous comment to make. I mean, it's kind of dumb in my opinion, but to use Nick Young as a post-game comment or source of inspiration for scoring well or shooting well in a game. I like you a lot. Enough said. Nick Young, Swaggy P, come on. Dud. Major dud. (laughs) That's a dud. JJ. I'm, I'm, I'm going to respond as if I'm John's diary, which is this is a complete dub. It's a win. Swaggy P is my inspiration. <laughs> I love Swaggy P. Malink Monk is the girl. Good night, diary. Sweet dreams. You've got sweet dreams. At the end. People are actively deleting the pod right now. Sammy, what you think, my friend? The first two responses have been total absolute dubs. This whole thing nice. is Thank you. just. It's just an enormous dud. Just, come on. You got Ray Allen. You've got Curry. You've got probably... Nick Young. Nick Young, baby. (laughs) In the 1,000 greatest shooters list, he's probably 1,001 on that list. So maybe go with somebody who's a little higher up. And I'll leave it there, Malik. Best of luck. You know, I'm going to go with half and half. I I think the reason can be a dub. Like, if that... If that really means something to you, like, good job. But I'm going to give a dud for actually saying where he got the inspiration from. Like, people could get inspiration from, like, the Kardashians. They could get inspiration from, like, unexpected places, right? But sometimes you just don't want to tell anyone about it because the inspiration (laughs) came from something ridiculous, right? This is something where you just shut up about it. Maybe tell your significant other while you're in bed late at night, like, Uh hey, babe. Tell me something you never told anybody. You know what I mean? That's when you release that information. Not here. Not here, Malik Monk. Anyway, that's all we have for this pod. JJ, thanks for being on, man. Thank you, listeners. Happy 2022. John, thanks for being on. Hey, thank you all. I promise I won't Kevin Porter Jr. at all, and I'll come back next episode, all right? (laughs) And Sammy, thanks for being on, man. Thank you all, as always, for listening. We appreciate it. 
And remember to subscribe, rate, and review. Like us on our Facebook group page, The Clinic All MBA Podcast, and follow us on Twitter at Clinic All MBA. I'm Rose Zapanta. This is The Clinic All MBA Podcast. Come find us wherever you get your podcasts.